You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This Ace Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. The Eno Saris Show is sponsored by Fieldwork Brewing Company. With eight taproom locations in Northern California, Fieldwork brings you fresh craft beer direct from the source. Fieldwork will also ship beer direct to your door if you live in California. Visit fieldworkbrewing.com. How are you? Doing great. I mean, bored, but with the transaction how you feeling rumors were that uh you were hanging out last night the bar scene is still vibrant the bar scene did not disappoint (laughs) the bar scene all the players were there uh rumor has it that the most meetings here in nashville were the athletic yeah we had a lot of people here and we had uh we had a lot of behind the scenes uh you know meet up you know something that's interesting about this is this is a trade show you know, this is like a convention, yeah. you know, and so people, the come industry here. gets together. Yeah. And we, and so we had like organizational meetings to like do, you know, what are our best practices? How do we, you know, do better reporting in the future? Um, and, and then a lot of people are coming here um, and uh, looking for jobs. So it's like kind of a job fair too. Um, and, uh, you know, teams are interviewing people uh, for roles. And then, uh, and then there's like the, the player component part that, that everyone thinks of when they think of the winter meetings. And well, that, that, that's the one that's lacking right now. But all the other stuff is going down. The, the media has hijacked this event <laughs> because the reality is this event. We, we, we are the media. Well, you are. <laughs> We're team employees. Uh, no, but, but, but what, what this, I, we've tried to explain, it's like, all the teams come. It's an industry event. So we were talking like our PR. All the PR teams for baseball get together and they talk about how to make things better. They talk about security. They talk about ticket sales. There's I mean, every every facet of your of your basically your front office, because everybody, you know, we're all technically front office employees. Mm-hmm. When we think front office, you think David Force and the assistant. Chief. No, the entire if you work for the A's. And you're not in baseball. You're in the front office. There, there's a trade show over there for clubbies. Yeah. they yeah. Uh, All the equipment managers are here. Yeah. How to get the equipment. Like everybody in the – in. if you're in the business of baseball, you come here to do meetings every single facet. How are we going to market it? How are we going to sell it? How are we going to grow it? Everybody is here. And then somewhat so, – because years ago, the winter meetings didn't have media at it. There'd be like like Tim Kirchin with a camera at ESPN. This is going way back, right? Uh-huh. I'm Tim Kirchin. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, that was it. No one was here covering it, right? Uh-huh. There was MLB Network didn't exist. RSNs uh-huh. didn't come down. We people like us didn't come down. Years ago, it was just the industry met, and then all of a sudden they started putting cameras. Guys started signing, and we made it this big event, which I'm glad they did. By the way, do you think we should do something similar to the NFL to the NBA, where we have a 
free agency window. This is when you sign free agents. I could be like the start of the, the winter meetings. I mean, do you think we should, do you like how we do it now or should we start looking at what they do with like the NBA and the NFL? I think one thing that's a little bit different with uh, baseball and I'm not like a hundred percent rules wonk when it comes to other sports, but my, my, like the way I see baseball is that rosters are more fluid throughout the year. And so you can all the way up to September 1st, make like big, big changes right we do have a trade deadline but you know the rosters are changing all the time and so you know i'm not sure that it's an exact parallel to the other sports but um and i also think that if you had a deadline that could be used by as leverage by teams or by agents you know it'd be there could be some weird funky things that happen out of it where you know if you don't sign now you're not going to be on a team you know that sort of deal but, but but we're in the entertainment business. It, it would and be much more entertaining. Let's be honest. <laughs> At the end of the day, everybody starts to forget we're in the entertainment business, and this has not been entertainment. And what we see with, like, the NFL and the NBA when they have the window or at least the start, it's highlighted everywhere. It's free agency, free agency, mm-hmm. free agency, and we just have this, well, the season's over, and yeah. Now What's happening? And <laughs> Aaron Nola signed, and no, that really didn't get much coverage. In it. I mean, we're not getting, we're not yeah. getting the bang for the buck from an entertainment standpoint for our industry to grow our industry. Which, if any industry needed some help, it's ours. And I think you know another thing that could be good that comes out of this, um, if you do something like that, is uh, actually giving uh, front office employees and, and players more of a life uh, over Christmas and years or something. They could actually, you know like have a moratorium on moves during the holidays, you know, so that people aren't rushing to file about some December 23rd signing, you know, when people aren't even reading about it, like from an entertainment standpoint, those people yeah. are already with their families and stuff. They're not, they don't have an ESPN. We're watching or, the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah, I don't the, care that this guy signed a yeah. two year deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think, I think it could be cool. Like at least sort of a more, over Christmas, reopen it, uh, you know, for the late signings in March or February. Or Have free agency start on the day day of the day one of the winter meetings. Yeah. Yeah. So then that, that accrues all the, yeah, or, or have it end. Have it open after uh, after the World Series and end at the end of the, uh, the winter meetings. End at the end of the way. So, yeah. So then you'd have all the people trying to get it done. And then let's say you can't make another deal until after January 1st. Yeah, at least yeah, something like that. Let's have New Year's. Exactly. Let people have lives. I, I like this. Yeah, I, I, I we, we can, fix baseball. We we, <laughs> we just found something, folks. I like it. See, we just put it in the athletic. Right about that. Yeah. Because Ken Rosenthal brought it up. Like, I'm not buying. Otani has paralyzed the game. There's not that many people in on Otani. I well, the the one way I'll push back is just that. Um, the the teams that are in on Otani are high value teams, and if you have a high value uh, free agent, you want all of the expenses, all the teams with money at the table. You don't want anybody off the table. You want everybody at the table. So if you've got Yamamoto, if you've got Blake Snell, you want everybody that could be on the table at the table. You don't want anybody saying we need to wait on Otani. So Snell is going to wait on Otani. That's just what's going to happen. He's going to be, uh, he's going to go to a team that doesn't get Otani. You know. So there but is some a bu- of that. But yeah, I, I get it. That. But there's a bunch of teams who are. 
no chance at Otani. Right, right. And I think that what's hurting them is uh, the t- the TV situation is is that's number a, one. That, that's a real underlying problem here. That, and I and it's not that teams are going to go from a sixty million dollar deal to zero. You know, baseball has put in you know some processes where they've done this already with like the Diamondbacks and other teams where they're just going to take over uh, doing the game. They're getting far less. They're going to get less. I mean, I've heard estimates from uh, 60 to 80% uh, is what teams think they will get out of their TV deals. If you mm-hmm. kind of do the math, 60 to 80% of your 60 million, you're missing 20 million that you would be spending in, in free agency otherwise. Well, that would be a lot of these sort of mid level guys. That'd be more Sunny Gray type signings, you know, if you had $20 million. So there's a lot of kind of uh, mid level guys that are getting squeezed right now just because the mid level teams that would sign them. You know, there's like 11 teams that don't know what's going to happen next year with their TV deal. So that's a lot. That's more than RN on Tani, right? <laughs> well, folks, that's why we created Ace Cast because we knew terrestrial radio is dying. The RSNs are dying. Ace Cast, you can listen, you can watch. Now we're going to be streaming all of our games. You can buy the package to stream the Diamondback games. That means the Diamondbacks are going to have to create all their own content. Mm-hmm. Who creates all their own content? Ace Cast. Yeah. <laughs> See why we did this years ago? We told you we're doing something that's the future. And a lot of people, like Jeff Fletcher who from the Orange County Register, he goes, yeah, you're still doing Ace Cast, huh? And I want to go, uh-huh. Cause this is the future, bro. Yeah. You guys are still, you guys still think it's about, I mean, KMBR is dumping people like you wouldn't believe KMBR was the heritage radio. Well, station. you know, anytime we get into a car now, we can put anything we want on the radio. It's not like where you used to be like, I've got a radio and I have to switch the channels. Every one of us has like a Bluetooth has a, you know, has a thing that falls where you get a, you have your kids ever been to AM radio? <laughs> my kids haven't my kids don't even know what am radio is they can they can watch youtube in the car i mean like no. i mean seriously when i hear people go i've heard people and i have this with the great ken korak you know it's like am radio the tradition of baseball i'm like my kids don't even know where adm my, they don't even know what that means my kids don't even watch tv yeah that's right you're talking about rsn's <laughs> If you went right now to my, I have 18 year old twins. If you who are about to go to college, if you said to my kids on Xfinity, find me NBC Sports Bay Area and NBC Sports California. This is where the Giants and A's play. The Golden State Warriors, one of the top teams in the country. The Sharks, they couldn't find it. But they're remote. They could talk into it. But they have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> they don't watch cable. My kids do not watch cable. Do they, is it YouTube? My kids are 11 and 9. Totally. It's YouTube. Uh, unless it's Dancing with the Stars, what else do they watch? A couple, couple One of the Bachelors. After, yeah. If it's not anything like that, my kids are at my. I have twin girls. YouTube obviously. and TikTok. They have no idea. If you could say, "Hey, where's the Warriors game?" My kids would be like, "Huh? <laughs> Who's on the Warriors?" But uh, my kids, how about this? So my kids have known Bob Melvin uh-huh. since they were little girls. Uh-huh. I have pictures with Melvin and my kids. Uh, I'm like, "Yeah, we had Melvin on today. The, you know, it's kind of a big deal." Giants. Both my kids and my wife were like. Bob Melvin's a giant man. man. What? <laughs> I went, mean, yeah. Shows you how much they're following it. By the way, this, you want to talk about drama that was game with inside the game. Most people weren't paying attention. Obviously, we know Bob very well. Um, to watch Mike Schilt, you can't see it, but right to my right to my left is where all the managers were doing their 
press conferences, and then there's another setup right behind that. So they do two at a time. So Bob Melvin walked by as Mike Schilt was doing, who's now the managers, who's now the manager of the Padres, and the Padre media kind of looked over as Bob Melvin walked by, and we're all just sitting here. What's that? uh, What's that? Is it a meme or a gif of Michael Jackson and Thriller with the popcorn? (laughs) Uh, We're just it's a gif. It's a gif. We're all just sitting here going because right after that we had Bob Melvin on. It was like drama. I love. I love. This is what's so great about the winter meetings is these like weird things. So I I was I was hanging out, um, you know, talking to a Chandler Rome, our Astros writer, and behind me, uh, Jed Lowry and and Jeff Passan were having a conversation, Um, and Jed Lowry asked Jeff Passan. Well, did you watch any of the Bahrain, you know, weird baseball league that they they did, you know, with the, the kind of old timers league where Bartolo Colon was pitching and stuff? Did you, did you, I saw yeah, some, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Barty Pat, still throws strikes. Passing goes, no. Why would I watch a bunch of old washed up players play bad baseball? And I, I laughed so hard because he says this to Jed Lowry, <laughs> and Jed turns around and goes, so what's so funny? <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious, dude. He's like, what's so funny? You know, I'm like, nothing. You're, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see. It's good to see Jed here. I didn't get to talk to him. I know Cody talked to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Jed has a place in baseball. Yeah. I, I think- don't know where exactly because Jed, obviously, you know, it's funny how all these A's are out that we just had sampled. Craig Breslow's now. Jed to me is like Sam. And He's a Stanford guy. Jed yeah. is a super bright Stanford guy who has a place. And not only that, there's a way that they they think about the game that's in common. You know, we we, we were talking to Sam about you know making evidence based decisions, being curious about the game. Can the can you do things differently? You know, could this be done differently? That's the kind of conversations I've had with Jed and Craig and and Sam as players. So that's the kind of thing that I would look for in a player, you know, when it comes like, you know, Sam asked me, um, you know, could we shuttle outfielders uh, left and right outfielders, uh, depending on how good they were defensively and, and the handedness of the batter at the plate, you know, what do you mean shuttle them? Like take the, your, if your left fielder is a good glove and you've got a lefty up then run them over to right field, you know? Why not? Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, well, uh, pitch clock makes it hard now. Oh, okay. And, and I mean, there's like extra running that you're asking them but, to do. But, but, and... but, you know, like in football, yeah, I can move. Like I, a nickel I'm nickel package or whatever, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I'm moving guys in and out every single play based on my coverages. I mean, it's and a based on idea. offense. He said they tried it a little bit in spring training with the, with the Phillies, you know? I mean, offense, I got, I, remember, the one thing that's great to talk about football with baseball, because you normally can't do that. Now that we have, we're under a clock. It's a little bit more similar. Hey, football, we got, hey, third down packages come in both yeah. offense and defense, and I've got to snap the ball, right? So it's like other sports, we we have to get the ball across the court by a certain time. We're constantly making adjustments. Why not? Yeah. It'd be funny if we changed the substitution rules in baseball. We're Left to right is a more. long jog. Though. Yeah. They, you're yes, logging yeah. miles. Center, if I'm switching center, you're not going to I think when I wrote about it, I actually said, I think there was like, you might be running a couple miles more. Like, you might actually be running a couple miles more. And is that worth and then you're burning a guy? Games. So yeah. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm asking you to run like 400 more miles over the course to of the To try season. and save an out. One out. Like, how many outs do you can save? Like, how many outs are you really? Like, this guy's such a better defensive player. Yeah, he could right. maybe, but if, it's worth the thought. If, yeah, and the, the, you know, that's the example of he also asked me if like foul fouling balls off was a skill or not, you know. So that was something I looked into for him. It's like he definitely is I it? had a huh? 
Um, some people demonstrated, but it's not something that a lot like it's not. There's not a lot of grinders. All like right. That. Who? OK. Who is your best? What? We're, we're in a groove right now. We don't leave till six. We might talk right through the rule five draft, break down every pick. Oh, so do you want me to get BK at one then? What time is it? Twelve. You got something in you? Go go talk to him. Run. Go talk to him. We're in the middle of something. Yeah, you're not part of it. Go get him. Go get him. <laughs> but we're not gonna we're not getting him today. I just go introduce yourself. Run. Run. Oh, Run. <laughs> um, who's your best infielder? Uh, what do you mean? On your on your team, who's your best infielder? Uh, Usually, shortstop. who's got the most range? Shortstop. So why not move him over to second base when the lefty's up? Right. Yeah. Now, I'm going with your line of thinking. Here. That has actually been expressly uh, uh, put against the rules. But no, I'm gonna play my second baseman. Put him at short. No, it's not allowed. No. That's not allowed. No. They thought that that would be an, a, a thing that teams would do to get around the shift rules. So you can only like move a guy if you're substituting somebody out oh, all right, well well there you go yeah i mean it, it, there goes there my is, athletic article but there's always like an arms race between you know uh between the teams being like oh i'm gonna do this and the or and like mlb being like nope we're changing the rules you can't do well, that and they're <laughs> smart by that no but you know like how many times would you shuttle the left and right fielder before baseball is like uh no let's put a stop to this <laughs> but the thing is as long as they're playing in that position when the when the when the batter is at the plate yeah. You know, as long as they're playing, you know, that's the one thing that baseball, what baseball didn't like was that you're shifting guys all the way, you know, that changed singles. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Gomes made a great point because Johnny's really been dealing with these companies that are producing data for teams. And, and Johnny's like, listen, if you're not, if you're not all in on building your team around this stuff, you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he said all 30 teams are doing it differently. What the, the what's surprising to me is um, I think that player development is still a place where teams can make a difference and be different than and 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 have an advantage. And what's weird about that is that you know I wrote a piece like six years ago saying player development is a big place for like teams. You talking to about make drafting and like no coaching basically like oh, taking okay. taking making sure that you're getting the very best out of the talent you've got and um and and. The reason why I think that it still remains, um, you know, a, a place of opportunity is that it's hard. It's hard to do right, because if you think about it, one, here's a very, a very specific example. It's just like to do player development. But what you're saying basically is I know how good this player is and then I'm going to do some stuff that I know it is good for him. And then I know that that player is better. So I know how good he is after that. And I and I know that each of these things that I did did the thing coach them in the correct way you know what i'm saying so all of those things, i'm gonna break it down a whole different way for you but all those things are hard to know yeah it's had it's hard to know how good you are as like an 18 year old in a ball i don't actually know how exactly good you are and then i don't exactly know how good your pitching coach is and how good your hitting coach is and how good this is but i'm hoping they're good and then i don't exactly know how good you are on the other end of that coaching so there's a bunch of noise in it it's hard to get it right but Teams that like set up numbers and like be like, we care about stuff plus, and we want our pitching coaches in the minor leagues to coach up the stuff plus. And we're going to tell those coaches that. And the coach is like, I know if I don't coach my guys up and stuff plus, then I might get fired. 
they're going to coach those guys up and stuff. Plus the, the players even will be like, Oh, I know I got to throw better stuff, you know, and I know how I'm being judged, you know? And so all of a sudden that's how Kyle Bodie, when he worked for the Reds took them from 26th and stuff plus to third in two years, you know, just by broadcasting everybody. These are our values. These are the things we care about. This is how you're going to be judged. And not every team does that. Surprisingly, it's, it sounds a little bit simple, well, but it's, baseball it's is very arrogant and traditional. Mm-hmm. They're arrogant and traditional. So I'm going to break it down even simple. Simplify it. I've got 10 math teachers. One, only one may be good. <laughs> and what, what is a good teacher? Can teach the subject uh-huh. and can relate to connect, the students. Connect to the planet. Understand yeah. that every student's not the same and every student doesn't do math the same. Yeah. So the one teacher, probably one out of the 10, is able to take the info, give it to the pupil, Pupil absorbs it and then succeeds with it. Right. I got 10 pitching coaches, no different than the math teacher. I got 10 pitching coaches. How many pitching coaches can take the, the data, give it to each individual pitcher who so, learns differently? So how, why don't you find that one and have 10 of them? Because the guy. problem is these coaches aren't real teachers. They're ex-players who now want to have a job after playing. They're not real teachers. <laughs> you said it, dude. I didn't we say it. We train teachers. <laughs> You go to college to become a teacher. This is a former player. You, you they teach. I, yeah, I understand this. My wife's a teacher. You go to school to learn how to teach kids. And every yes. kid is not the same. But we'll take a guy that's a former player and we'll say, well, hey, take this data. He didn't know what the data is. He's like, and do it like I did it. But the problem is the, ner- <laughs> the nerd who's coming up with the data, he's not a teacher either. Yeah, yeah. So you have you have a guy who's a bad teacher and you have a nerd who's not a teacher at all, and everybody thinks that, once again, back to the arrogant, baseball's super arrogant. You got all these people who think they have no other, and not any of them are good at teaching human beings how to get better. That's our problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you find, like, all of us grow up and go to school, we remember that one teacher that everybody related to. Right. That one teacher you learn the most from. We don't have good teachers. Most of these guys, these ex-players, they're not teachers. We got these nerds coming in with all their different data. They don't know how to teach. They just want to force it on you. I mean, so that's the problem. We're for, we don't know how to teach it. We don't know how to implement it. And remember, every single student, i.e. every pitcher, every hitter, learns differently. We all learn differently. Some people are visual. Some people are, you know, I, I mean, yeah. it's, we, we, know, we know everybody learns differently. How do you connect to the most guys? Yeah. A good teacher can connect to all students yeah over at rates and barrels we've been uh doing a series where we've had different people from the industry and we've been asking them basically how you how did you get to where you are and what types of things you're looking for when you're hiring and one thing that's really been true is able the ability to relate to people and communicate communication and you know some people you need to know R and Python, and you need to know these certain nerdy type things, or you need to have demonstrate an ability or a passion for the game. Some, there's you know other answers, but really a common thread has been the ability to communicate. And part of that is, you know, an organization is so big now, and there's so many disparate parts, and you do have the nerds, and you do have the coaches, and you do have the player, and you have all these different, you know, you have the trainers now, you have like the yoga people, you have like the nutritionists, you know, there's all these different people trying to make the players better. You know, one of the key things you have to be able to do to succeed in baseball is communicate. All right, I'm going to give you a great example. How do you take data in English and give it to a player who doesn't speak English? Yeah. 
how, how, how does a how does a coach who doesn't speak Spanish or doesn't speak Japanese and your data is in English? How do you give that? Well, practically, the funny thing that happens is Do that, you see what I'm saying. Oh, I mean, no, like, yeah. like it's useless. Well, I mean, practically. So the, the, the kids that are coming up now are a little bit more data. Uh, they speak the language of data. Not and the it, kids from the DR. No, actually, there's 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 a there's a, a sort of Spanglish. There's like a baseball. There's a Spanglish. There's like a baseball vocabulary, <laughs> you know, like like literally like if you go to I'd say I don't know if it's like true for every team, but a lot for most of the teams, if you go and you say something about 19 IVB, like 19, this is like imputed vertical break and 19 is like good ride, you know, on a fastball. You just say 19s even, you know, you don't even have to like, <laughs> they know what you're talking about. Well, you know? Humans adapt. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> humans adapt. Humans but, survive. But even, yeah. even I think uh, multi-language is communication is also. So there's important. a lot. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot going on when you talk about all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But and how do you get better? And, and, and once again, Johnny Gomes is right. All 30 teams are doing it differently. Yeah. So what happens if you learn in one organization and then you go to another organization, it's completely different. Yeah, and then think about the fact that you've got probably a private coach, and maybe you still talk to. Do you remember that Michael Brantley's dad in the in the World Stands, Series? Yeah. Like, so you got your dad, you got your brother, you got your coach from college, you got your your you know your private Son, coach. Sonny Gray had his guy from Vanderbilt. You got your guy from Vanderbilt. You got your guy. Yeah. You got your uh, uh, your director of hitting, your director of pitching. You got your local uh, pitching guy. You know, like I, I feel really bad for uh, the crossover guys on the Giants. They've got two of them that pitching. And I was like, oh my God. do you have like 30 coaches you talk to? Do you, do you just feel poked and prodded like every day? <laughs> well, how about the one thing that scared me was driveline posted on X this kid and they showed the timeline of him throwing like 94 and now throwing 100. And it was basically his body was turned and he'd jump around, crow hop and throw and he finally hit 100 and everybody exploded. And I just went. Oh my God. Like, that's great, but that's, a, that's got a, Tommy John surgery written on that arm will not last. I don't know. It's a, it's a specific training thing. I get it, it's but a little, at some you know point, it's a little bit like, by the way, your tweet about worried, not, I don't worry about ERA. I just worry about stuff. Yeah. Well, you better get people out. Cause if you don't get people out, I don't care what the hell your stuff is. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, I was the tweet he threw out. You sent it to me. I don't remember now. We've sent so many tweets back and forth to each other. <laughs> you had a tweet about, I'm not worried about the guy's ERA because of his stuff or something like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was probably, it was, I think it was somebody that didn't have, uh, oh, oh, was it Fetty? Fetty signed. Fetty signed. So Fetty, I, I was just saying that like Fetty had a five ERA over, uh, over his time, you know, but he, then he went to the KBO. I'm just saying he's changed. Like his stuff has changed. Oh, I, I, think it was this, I think it was this one. Was it Fetty? No, it was um I'm just saying you could have the prettiest jump shot in the world, but if it doesn't go in the hole at some point you ain't gonna it? play. It was uh ERA is not just the pitcher's results, it's the results of the pitcher and the defense combined. To me, that's enough to look at other things as well as deciding in the Cy Young. Yeah. No, that's not it. There was oh. something about ERA. I'm not I'm not using stuff plus to decide the, the, the Hey Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Well, you should I use Stuff Plus for everything because you invented it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not using it for the Cy Young. But, uh, like, here's Eric Fetty. This is an actual hot stove thing that happened. The White yeah. Sox signed Eric Fetty for two years and $15 million, and he has a five, five-and-a-half ERA for the Nationals over five, 550 innings. Where you're like, what, what is this about? But with things like Stuff, you can know that um, – he went, and you can put like kind of a number on this. He went and trained with Logan Webb. You can make changes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he he added Logan Webb's split change and a sweeper, and so Stuff Plus can kind of give you an idea of like what he is now and make and help you translate his KBO numbers because KBO is a little bit like double A or something. So you know, you you could say, oh well, you know, he just went to the KBO and dominated because the KBO is not that good. Uh, but if you can kind of look under the hood and say, well, actually his sweeper is different. His splitter is different. Like he's a different pitcher. So that's the bet that, uh, and Ethan Katz, who's the pitching coach for uh, the White Sox was there when Fetty was making these changes. So he saw, he saw into that. And uh, yeah, you have to have the ability in sports to allow certain guys as they get older and take chances on guys who have made changes. Cause I mean, you know, the big one was not forget Kurt Warner was in the arena league next, you know, he's an MVP. And that's NFL. a good example. Think about golf where guys all of a sudden start win. Think about guys in golf who don't win anything in their twenties and thirties. Then they figure something out. And now they're winning majors in their late thirties, even into their forties. So there's it's like a, a Mark O'Mara. There's an Oakland example. All right. Rich Hill. Bingo. Rich Hill had like 10 innings with Boston one year at the end of the season where he was, he looked good in 10 innings. And I remember asking Billy, like, you guys are going to give him a full year contract, you know, $6 million. That's like a big signing for y'all. And and he said, we have to take chances on smaller samples like this. Cause you know, that's what we, who we are. And, and we saw that the curveball was good. You know, that's good enough. How about Bartolo Cologne? Yeah. Bartolo Cologne. What's he going to do? He's going to throw the same pitch over and over and over and over and <laughs> <Yeah>. over again. <laughs> that sinker. He's just going to throw the same pitch sinkers. over. He doesn't yeah. throw anything else anymore. He's 40 years old. He's so out of shape. He ended up being on PEDs. Yeah. And then after Bartolo got popped for PEDs in 2012, of course, I hosted the Billy Bean show. He re-signed him. We said, why'd you re-sign him? He goes, so he gets people out. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even carry. He didn't even carry. He got popped for PDs. He re-signed him. How many guys have. That was also a surprise to me. I mean, How many guys you, have you the think, balls like of, Billy Bean just re-signed? Guy just got popped for 50 games, and then you re-signed him the next year. I also, like, you know, people think of PEDs as, like, you know, these felt cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anabolic steroids. No, no. Testosterone. Bartolo was uh, one of the least impressive physically dudes in baseball. This is a great one that year, right? 
if you would have took the Giants roster and the A's roster and you lined everybody up and said, take your shirts off. <laughs> and you'd say, all right, two guys got popped for PEDs. Guess who they are? Yeah. No one would have selected Melky Cabrera. No one would have that's selected right. Bartolo yeah, Colon. That's right. <laughs> right? We think of Barry Bonds looking like yeah, a, you yeah. know, or McGuire. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, we can't even do winners and losers. This is our last. This is it for us at the winter meetings. Uh-huh. Do you want to do Brian Kenny? Yeah. Okay. All right. So this won't be our last. Well, but I mean, this if is, we were this to is, do, if we were to do winners and lose, can we even have it? I mean, we're we are the losers. The the the, the people like the, the the readers and the the viewers lost out on. And one. the fact that I I did a full rack of ribs and fried Oreos last night. <laughs> I'm a loser in this one. It's a bad beat, as they say. <laughs> All right, on this menu last night was so we had frog legs, fried frog legs. Whoa. We had uh we were just going all out. Uh we had alligator, you guys gator tail, yeah. Gator tail. A Caney's place or like across the street. No we, way. We actually yeah. left. We actually good. left Opryland. So we left Opryland. I didn't know we were allowed. I thought there was like a tractor beam that kept us in Opryland. Was we were allowed good? to leave. Yeah, it was actually my ribs were fabulous. Wow. But then I went fried oysters, and then I we got this like uh, peanut butter chocolate pudding thing. I was out over my ski. <laughs> fried, fried, fried Oreos, not oysters. You, you got to go fried on, Oreos. You got to go on a run. Oh yeah, I was like, hurt. <laughs> I haven't had anything to eat today. I'm like, I was hurt. You're still, still used. Still so, used so there's no winners calories. at the winter meeting. No winners. Uh, I can't imagine. I mean. I, I, I can throw some losers together, which are the teams that are cutting uh, salaries. Who's the number one like, loser? I don't like the Mariners. I don't like that trade. Well, they, they got cable problems. I know. Yeah. I mean, th- th- I mean, if, if you know income is not coming in, you don't want to spend what's not coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Who? I'll give you a loser, and I'll be that two-team market troll. How about my San Francisco Gigantes? For not doing anything. They came in here big ball and shot calling like they had a checkbook for days. I mean, everyone's going to wait on Shelly, I guess. Well, remember last year was Aaron Judge. It was Correa. I mean, it's. And I think it would be a a real mistake in this market to uh, just give the top of the line money to Cody Bellinger and Blake Snell because they're trying to give the bag to somebody. I think it could be a mistake. I like Blake, but you know he's he's had every three seasons. It's two seasons of 120 innings and a season of 180. Yeah. So if you're gonna, if no you're doubt. giving a guy like that 150 million dollars, then they were and trying. Cody to... Bellinger doesn't hit the ball hard anymore, so it's well, I, yeah, but Matt Chapman does, but he never hits it. Yeah. This whole I think thing. I might rather have Matt though. I, wow. I believe the third three base, third base defense. He still hits the ball hard. I. You know, I he think, hit 167 in the last month. Second to last a, month, he hit 197. 206 the rest of the year after April, May. After March, his April. 370 April, he hit what? 206. 206. How can you give me hard? To that, I think. It's, it's always that. Uh, remember in Oakland, it was, oh, it's, it's the hip. It's mm. He's not getting younger. Yeah. Really? Are we, I, I mean, what were some of the great hits? But I mean, this is, I mean, Let's say, you don't think I, Cody let's say I disagree a little bit, but let's say I would say that these these are the three best uh, players after Yamamoto and and uh, I'd take Bellinger Otani. over Matt Chapman any day of the week. I got a guy who can play center, right, first. Yeah, but Matt Chapman might be a sixty to seventy million dollar deal, and Bellinger might be a two hundred million dollar deal. Well, you didn't say that. I was just saying <laughs> okay. the player. Yeah, okay, right. I was just talking about the player. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I agree with that. Bellinger's not getting two hundred million, is he? 
That's what he's asking for, I think. I do. I I I I've only seen video of Yamamoto. I I can't wait to see that this number guy. is going up to three hundred. It sounds. But this like. guy, from what we're hearing, he wants to be prime. Like he wants New York. He wants oh, LA. Well, speaking of stuff, he wants plus, to be a star. I have the stuff plus on him from the WBC, and he had. Uh, if you compared him to uh, pitchers that had hundred innings uh, starters in the major leagues, he had a 99th percentile. He would have basically the best splitter in baseball. Uh, he had a 92nd percentile fastball and a 93rd percentile curveball. So three pitches that would be among the best 10. In so the split curve, what uh, fastball I'm saying there's something about Japanese players who have swagger. Mm, this guy sounds he like does, he's got he, swag. He's got some of that. Yeah. And right? like he had ERAs that started with a one for the last three years. So he's, he's pristine. And, and when he goes, I want New York, I want LA. Mm hmm. I, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Right. Don't yeah. you want to see a guy like that? Yeah. And he's got all the, you know, MVP Cy Young type hardware. He's, he's been a proven winner and you he's know. 25. Yeah. Where's yeah. he go? But Is I, it I New York or LA? nervous to like give a, a, a pitcher 10 years and 300 million. I mean, I, the Cole deal is working out. I think that's, that's, they're getting their money's worth for, you know, that one. But the other biggest deal of all time is the Strasburg deal. But you know, okay, he doesn't, he doesn't third, have the though? same history as Strasburg. Yeah, Strasburg yeah, and third, is medical. And third and fourth are some good deals, like Scherzer, the Scherzer deal. All right. I think is yeah, like he third, gave you a lot, and that was a really good one. Who's the so, fourth? Like a lot of these pitching deals. Verlander, I think maybe. I mean Verlander. Yeah. So there's you know some of the big deals have actually Strasburg worked. was just injury. Yeah. Which if but they, that's why I get nervous. If, if about the 10 Nats years. were smart, they would have bought the insurance, and they didn't. Yeah. So you can have insurance against the contract. Right. Right. I mean. The ones that scary is when you have the 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 Barry Zito deal and you don't get the bang for the buck. Yeah, that one was interesting because it wasn't necessarily injury. It's just you know kind of a denouement for his career. Just yeah, until he showed up for the last playoff run and kind of. <laughs> I mean, if you remember the world the World Series where they had him completely off the roster, he wouldn't even shake Brian Sabian's hand at the parade. I mean, that was that was an ugly look. So what are we doing here, Cody? Uh, we'll take a break for a little bit, and then we'll come back at one with BK. You know what? Lunch. You, you enjoy the Rule 5. Yeah. Are you covering the Rule 5? i got to do my own podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we hear it? No rest for the talk. On The Athletic? Yeah. Uh, and also on YouTube. Oh, you're streaming you now? Yeah, we do it on YouTube. And uh, we don't stream it live yet, but we have it, we have it on YouTube. And you What's the big topics everywhere. on The Athletic Podcast? Uh, we've been trying to, you know, dissect whatever news we got, but like I said, the fun thing that we're going to put up soon is interviews with Sam Fold, who you had, yeah. um, and, uh, I had Ross Fenstermaker, the AGM for the Rangers, uh, I had a director of R and D from the pirates. Um, so we've been trying to get a lot of different types of uh, people in about talking about, you know, how they got into the game and, you know, how young people that do want to get in the game, like what they, what sort of skills they should demonstrate. And how they Research should and data R and D. From a bunch of guys growing up played Dungeons and Dragons D and D. Oh no, a lot of those guys were just like me and played baseball, but did it really badly. They're Fortnite guys. Be honest. No, I don't even. I don't know how to play Fortnite. Oh, that's you're that's, too old. That's race thing. <laughs> you're too old. You didn't come up in that era. You know what? And no offense to the. Coach. I was scoring the game because I was sitting on the bench. Hey, <laughs> hey. Uh, no offense to the coaches, but it. it I think what we we could delve more into it's like like who are the really good we have to thought we have to stop thinking of coaches and think of teachers yeah who can like teach idea, yeah. who can really teach that's why 
golf pros for the teachers, they're called teachers, mm. right? They can be, Hey, the guy's got a coach, but they're, they consider I'm teaching you how mm. to swing. I'm teaching you how to play. We're using track, man. We're using all these different things to teach you how to play. Mm. We need to teach these players how to play. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's, and, and we all know that the best teachers are great communicators. Yeah. So we can delve into that. Yeah. You enjoy your podcast when you leave it. Uh, I'm going to actually go out on the, on the, out on the town tonight. You want Broadway? Find some music. Yeah. I don't you, know if it's, it's Broadway, but downtown somewhere. Everywhere. It's everywhere. Broadway's exactly. a good time. Go down there. By the way, th yeah. this city should already have a team. <laughs> when you come here, you realize Dave Stewart's got something special on his hands. Yeah. I mean, they were, you know, I would say top three for expansion when I looked at it. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons to like it. All right, my friend, we'll see All you back right. in the Bay. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.